folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except we're extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. This is episode 249 of Channel Massive, Old Republic Tales, Dino Zaster. And it was. It was. Dino Zastrous. Gigantic monster. Or Dino Vicious. That stomped us repeatedly, some of us. I'm Mark. Or no, fuck, why do I do this every time there's a guest on here? I don't know why I do that. I never do it any other time. Oh, God. That's awesome. This is Noah, and also here is Mark. I am Mark. And we also have a guest host with us, Southern Scott. Well, us and yours, or I'm not that far south, so how do y'all? You are far <laughs> south, so. I'm not as far south as, as, as our southern brothers, really southern You're brothers. You're close. I am close. You just want to go there, you know it. I do. <laughs> I like you to just, the border. I love some You just go stuff. swim across the Gulf and, and be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. Get swept up. Go to Belize. You could just swim to Belize, right? For like a <laughs> lunch or something. <laughs> yes. Apparently I'm living in, you know, <laughs> Key West or something. I don't know. I'm 80 miles from Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> so Southern Scott has been... He avoided World of Warcraft, but has been with us since The Secret World. And, of course, if you've been listening to the show a long time, he's been involved with the show in in previous years as a listener and as a co-host and also manned and edited our League of Legends miniseries of podcasts that we did, I think, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a PAX attendee, co-attendee. Yeah. He's a Dragon Con co-attendee. And will be again. Yes. We will have more stories about Southern Scott and I. We are returning to Seattle for PAX this year. While Mark and... Taking a different path. Go back to Dragon Con because this time they're really going to commit to that cosplay. That furry cosplay. The ABC party I will dominate with my (laughs) pinata costume. (laughs) (laughs) But... yeah. That's not what this episode's going to be about. We are going to talk about our continuing adventures in Star Wars, The Old Republic. We'd love to hear what you think about our latest stories. Send in your thoughts or your own stories about your time in the game or any other MMO you're playing to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. Also, if you like the show or want to have, share some interesting thoughts, some critiques about the show, review us over on iTunes. And last but not least, you can keep up to date with us as as often as we tweet, as often, as we may tweet. Our official Twitter is at Channel Massive. You can also follow Mark and I. I my my Twitter handle is at This Is Noah. And I am C O M A R K M with an at sign in front of it. I am also on. Um, some kind of uh, cold medication 
So I may fade in and out of reality tonight. I'm very excited. Do you take this cold medicine every week? No, just very rarely. <laughs> That's why I'm especially sensitive to it. And I feel like this podcast is running at a reckless pace, and I'm sure it's not just that I just really slowed down all of a sudden. You're not slow at all. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're finally talking in a normal... You're in, your voice was so high-pitched before. Anyway. I also have been subscribed to uh, The Old Republic since it was released, so... Yeah, you Continuously. Are, yeah, you never you never broke nope. your subscription. That's true, so you got to keep all your names then. Or did, oh, were, yeah. you on, yeah. were you involved in no, any I server have, merges? Uh, yes, but I got to manage all those, so yeah. um, on the front end, I was able to kind of, you know, they would... I think I lost one name, but it was, you know, nothing nothing to cry about. So I got to keep my level 55, or level 50, I mean, but um, that was it. Well, it's the fact that you were offline when all of that was going on. Basically, you know, that those went into limbo, and yeah. if you didn't claim them during the transition, even if someone else didn't have them, you would have lost them. Yeah, it sucked. I had yeah, some great names. A, yeah, you have a history of selecting a, from a set of similar names throughout all of your games. Yeah, so I was really bummed. I, I do that, too. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just names you come up with. You know, you like them. You're known by them. Your friends can find you sometimes, you know. That's true. Hey, are, are either of you guys, this is a major tangent, but I've already announced that I'm on cold medication, so it shouldn't be any shock. Um, uh, Are any of you guys looking forward to the, the remake of Dark Age of Camelot? I have not even heard they're doing that. There's a Kickstarter, and it was successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mark Jacobs oh, is the... Uh, the uh, main guy for Camelot it. Camelot Unchained. Yeah, and it was. Oh, it, I didn't. I didn't realize that was a remake of. Now I have heard of Camelot Unchained. I didn't realize it was a remake of Dark Age Camelot, though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Hmm. Um, you know, with the RVRVR, should be pretty cool if they pull off what they're hoping to. So. I definitely Good. want to check it out because I never played Dark Age of Camelot, but everything that I heard about it made it sound really cool. Particularly the RVRVR. Yeah. And the choices are a little bit more fantastical in terms of the races, but it still sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it had some really cool things about it, and it had some really, really horrible things about it. Um, oh, and so you know, at the time it came out, there were still a lot of grind-like elements in most MMOs, so yeah. they'll trim off the rough edges. Did you ever do the Spinderella dungeon? Mm, I don't think I ever played Dark Age of Camelot. Or if oh, I did, it was like a, it was like a you know, a trial thing. That was one of the ones where you've progressed outside in your PVE and you feel finally confident to go into a dungeon. Then you go in and realize that there's no hope (laughs) of ever finishing it. And, and then someone analogous to, to Noah's trip into, uh, into Aethys. Yeah. Very true. So we should probably get on with talking about that. But anyway, I was just curious. (laughs) Yeah, so definitely... It's like my segue. Is that nice? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and just to to wrap that previous thought up, I, I just want to mention, given our new format on Channel Massive, I'm excited that there continue to be new MMOs that are being announced and developed for us. Absolutely, and that's, that's not a free-to-play model either. That's going to be interesting to see how it holds up. Ooh, yeah. 
you know, Defiance is a new one that came out that's uh, that you have to purchase for a very, you know, it's like 55 bucks, I think, or 60. Um, and uh, so they're still coming out with new MMOs all the time mm-hmm. at, you know, AAA pricing models. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. So this last Monday game night, it was our sixth week in Star Wars The Old Republic. Last week was our fifth group night, which was really cool. Because our very first week, as, as if you may recall, we were unable to play because the Rise of the Hut Cartel patch was being released. Yeah, you, realize, you realize we have three more. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned in the last episode that it was kind of surprising that we were already halfway through. And Mark brought up how, wow. When we were at this point with Secret World, we were ready to immediately move on. <laughs> we were, we, we weren't, we were not even worried about like was, how to. Was it at that to, point? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I no. We, I, I think at week two, we're like, okay, we're talking, thinking about cutting this in half. Which half is a nice way of saying we're already ready to go. <laughs> I think halfway through week two, we were all thinking it, but we didn't want to say it. But then, like somebody finally like broached the issue, and we were all like, oh yeah, hell fuck yeah, we'll end it, <laughs> end it now. Oh, well, we should at least go four weeks so we, you know, sound like yeah, we didn't yes. totally fail. Yeah. I, I would think, I would say we gave that an gave it a college try. We did not just, that was not a two-hour review. No, no. We put no. in a decent number of hours and leveled up and found the game wanting. <laughs> yeah. So I misspoke for anybody who's math majors, uh, as a math major out there. So this week was our sixth week in Star Wars Old Republic, but we've only been playing as a group for five weeks. So last week was our fourth group night, and that was when Agamemnon joined us for the first time, and we tried to play through the second official Flashpoint, a.k.a. instance of the game, Hammer Station, and got hammered by bosses. Only at the end. Well, Only at the end. Yeah. I mean, we managed to muscle through that first mining robot, but, yeah, the guy at the end just... Yeah, was not having any, any of our lemming-like no. strategies of send in one more person to keep the fight going. <laughs> <laughs> I did envision a pipeline of infinite death. <laughs> so this week, we intended to get up to level 21, which would unlock yet another flashpoint for us to try, but also make us vastly prepared to return to Hammer Station and emerge victoriously. So we were happy that Agamemnon, who actually was at a level deficit the week prior, he was able to catch up with us. And unfortunately, because Star Wars Old Republic has weird amounts of people that are allowed in their flashpoints, we had to split up the group again into a group of three and two. And there was a lot of debate before we got into Hammer Station about how we should do this. You know, what's going to be the ideal combination? I mean, we could have companions and all that other stuff. I mean, we could have yeah, split I do up appreciate the... that they allow you to bring companions to make up the difference for a full group. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so we were comparing our, our classes and trying to figure out what would be the best combination. And Mark and Scott decided they would go off to <laughs> the Flashpoint <laughs> And then <laughs> we just couldn't keep them apart. They were just. Yep. Hey, let's both, work. I love you, Scott. Let's together. go. <laughs> They're both Twi'leks. Let's they go. have the same tube markings. It was meant to be. They are identical twin Twi'leks, which is crazy. Really, it wasn't it's, planned. It's a little, it was a little crazy. Well, especially because <laughs> you very, very rarely see the flesh-colored ones. So 
Right. <laughs> but Mark and Southern Scott are into that kind of thing. <laughs> colored love tubes. Yeah. <laughs> and intertwining love tubes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and what well, are they called? What are those things called? We I don't know. Okay. Head, head tails? No, there's a name for them. Now we so. need to use the power. They're called brain tails, leku, or chunchen. Leku, that's what they call them in game. They call them leku. Yeah. Like yeah. A little bit of Star Wars trivia there for you listeners, unless you were shouting out the answer at us as we wondered most, yourselves what that was. Most likely they were. Late mass. <laughs> How can you well, that? Mark for being attracted to the fact that Southern Scott had overdone his leveling and gotten up to almost level 25 instead of level 21. That's yeah. not, the inner right. min-maxer in me said, I'm going to go with that guy. Statistically go speaking, with the I should leveled healer. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I can leech off of him and make it through these levels and get all the sweet loot. Which <laughs> you did. Which I did. Over and over again. The game was almost was almost shaming me for, for out-leveling some of you. So. <laughs> I think so. You don't need this, you over-leveling bastards. Yeah, that was about how it was. Yeah, What's cool really is about these flashpoints is that you can come to them again and again, unlike World of Warcraft, where once you reach a certain level, you can't access them anymore. But that said, they don't actually dynamically scale the the missions to match your current level, you just end up being able to tromp through them, which is kind of nice. Because otherwise they wouldn't have that huge challenge when you first go in at a low level. Well, and if you were soloing and don't really have groups to play with, I mean, you could go play Hammer Station at level, you know, 30, and almost nothing in there is going to hurt you. And you could probably tank the big bosses enough because you would have enough DPS to knock them down because their damage isn't... And you could at least play the story. The yeah. story's bad. Yeah, and that's, that continues to be one of the most excellent points of these group missions that we take on, is that there are group dialogue moments, and there are plot twists, and you don't really know where the mission's going to take you if it's your first time going through it. Hammer Station, as we talked about last week, was about taking down a government-funded weapon that the government realized after the fact was far too powerful and evil. It was a space hammer, giant yeah. space hammer from yeah, like a asteroid from, rail gun. It's like from Home Depot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so split into a group of two, which was Southern Scott and Mark, and then on the three side it was me, Hilgi Scott, and Agamemnon. We both simultaneously entered into Hammer Station to see who would come out quickest. And uh I thought that Scott and I would be the clear winners, but we were not. I actually thought you were going to beat us as well. But I, I think we actually started a little behind you. That might be it. There's surely a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not <laughs> skill. Or, no. no literally, some sections of that, we aggroed the entire room running through it, would stop at the end, kill everybody, run to the next room. I mean, it was... We were moving that. So that probably uh, probably helped the fact that I was taking no damage and getting no experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one downside of coming in at a high level in these it's kinda cool to be feel to feel all powerful and invincible. But then it's like did you really get anything out of the last hour of gameplay? Maybe not. 
but we we all made it through and it was really nice to just get through there and finally get past that boss that had thwarted us so soundly last week. And then we decided to take on the very next flashpoint that had been unlocked by getting up to level 21, which is called Aethys with two S's because it needs a lisp in there. Aethys. Aethys. <laughs> and it was... It was a very stark contrast to the previous two flashpoints, which took place on spaceships and space stations. It's instead on a planet, kind of a, a, a desert-like area of a planet that's got a canyon and some South American-like temples that are both underground and above ground those with giant real, I mean, frescoes and statues. Knowing you may not have played some of the Sith side, but those are very Sith-like temples. Like the uh, the starter Sith world has a lot of that style architecture and all that to it. Well, that would make sense because that's that's actually what the mythology of this Flashpoint is, yeah, is about. Yeah, there's some tombs. rogue Sith Lord out there trying to recruit people and he once tried to take on the Sith Master and with some Galactic Republic people went in to go check it out and then they went missing and then their ship crashed and that's what's bringing you guys all out to the mission. We maintained our original group division and it was pretty neat. You have to immediately go down into a pit underground and take on these corrupted good guys, go through some really dark areas. You start, you fight a lot more alien creatures. They're not all humanoids this time. There's some lizard-like creatures. And then we got back above ground after a little boss battle. And that's when the monotony and the madness began. And that was actually, <laughs> the the corruption thing was pretty cool because even in the Sith storylines, there's a lot of instances where even... Empire forces get corrupted by the dark side to the point where they're you can't even deal with them anymore, so you basically have to purge them. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Mark, I, I like the, Go ahead. Go ahead. I like the end of the, uh, not Coruscant, but what's the Dromenkos, the, the Sith homeworld, where you're kind of playing the correlating Coruscant. They have a Sith temple that has a bunch of Sith lords that they're... Their ghosts are coming back and, and inhabiting people and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's so it, cool. that felt good that it was, you know, it had some continuity with the actual other stories. So, and Mark, I liked how you described some of the scenery in this flashpoint. Oh, yeah. It's like um, a shrub and a rock. And some <laughs> dirt and a shrub and a rock and some dirt. And and more shrubs. More, um, yeah, quaint monolith. Shrub, rock, dirt. It was, it was like a Star Trek, um, like an original Star Trek, original series Star Trek set. Specifically, the one that they filmed in California, where he fights the lizard guy and Captain Kirk oh, the does. Oh, Yeah, yeah. It was oh, yeah. like like we were running around that area. That probably over makes and... probably makes you feel like that too, because my lizard guy looks like a Gorn. So. He did. I th I even commented on that. I said in the. At, yeah, just like, nice. to make the analogy complete. Nice Gorn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought did. He looks I thought like you were commenting on one of my head tubes at the time. I no, know. I didn't know you'd named them, but uh, yeah, Gorn and Gorn and uh, Schmelik, Gorn and, right? That's their names. Gorn and Gorn and Cuddle Monster. That's it. Cuddle Monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought it'd be Snuggums and Cuddle Monster for sure, but you know. Well, they are meant to wrap around you, so. Scary. Scary darkness. Yeah. I also like this other way that you described it here in the notes, Mark. 
Oh yeah, it didn't you just expect to come around a corner and find like a a, a dry well um and an old an old like um you know like dime store kind of country or not country <laughs> but western setting with like a you know every every you know it's like a, got the uh the doors are flapping in the wind you know there's some building facades that are there's no buildings behind them right right it's just all yeah it was like it was like one of those ghost towns that they West have out Pearl. here in Colorado yeah yeah where, down in Colorado Springs where it's like come to the whatever it is and flying w ranch yeah exactly hate this new branch it was it was totally like that <laughs> until you finally went into the ground but yeah it was it was kind of it actually, I think that when they did that John Carter um, Warlord of Mars or whatever that movie was called, it was like that setting exactly. Mm-hmm. It looked very Marsish, so it was more red. But anyway, so the second it, area that you come out of, you come out into that leads up to the second boss that thwarted my group. It's this really really long horizontal map where you kind of zigzag back and forth and back and forth. And you just deal with group after group after group after group of giant lizards and their shaman caretakers and a couple warriors next to them, and it just gets so monotonous. And, and it I ultimately will say you can bypass a lot of those. The only problem is with the mechanic of the boss that we're going to talk about later. That encounter becomes much more difficult if they throw you off the cliff into a pile of those. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it's just in death. With. Yes, yeah. if you just because you could totally bypass. You know, half of them, but <laughs> and you know it's funny because I think Scott and I both suffer from the um, must complete level oh, yes. kind of syndrome. Every, everyone, from on, the everyone on this level must die before I leave. We yes. killed everything. <laughs> there was nothing left alive. I swear. Even if it was like yellow, it would have died. I mean, or, you know, as though we're like neutral to us, it would have died. We actually we were having some difficulty dealing with them. I, I spent more time healing my teammates and they did actually attacking stuff. And so that's why I think we ended up avoiding more stuff than taking it on. But at the end of this area, before you go back into the temple type stuff, there is a huge dinosaur lizard that's being worshiped by shamans and, and humanoid people. And you have to fight it. (laughs) And it has some really kick-ass moves, including one where it will swing its head to the side and hit your character so hard. You go flying across the map potentially off a cliff into a, a lower area where, as Southern Sky mentioned earlier, there could be a bunch of mobs that you avoided dealing with earlier, and then you get killed there. Instantly. But predominantly, the, the biggest challenge for us was dealing with this gigantic monster who filled up your entire screen. You couldn't target anything else if you wanted to, if it decides to aggro you. Yeah. And then there's like six other shamans and warrior humanoids running around, and then also halfway through the battle, the lizard summons a whole bunch of small versions of itself to add to the mix. And it, well, and, and it if you're playing just, healer, he's so large enough, he blocks your line of sight to anybody tanking the main guy. If you're not in a direct line of sight, it's, you know, you have to move to actually heal. Um, I think the one way Mark and I may have gotten around that more than y'all was really I just sent my NPC on the main guy. And then we avoided him. We didn't hit him. We hammered out all of the, uh, eh, not hammer station, but um, we hmm. knocked out all of his ads, then focused on him until the small versions of him came up. 
focus back out. on him, then finished him off. Um, but but the whole time Scott's tank was tanking and he was healing him, it worked really well. Yeah, because you're, you're, you and your companions, DPS, with a few things I could throw after I'd throw a heal on my, my tank was enough to kind of burn through those pretty quickly. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting. We, my group, tried to kill this thing maybe four, four to six times, and what happens is like our entire group would die, and then we would get revived at the far end of this giant outdoor area, and then spend like a minute and a half running back to it, and then we would stand there, and none of us really knew what to do, and so we just stand there and kind of stare at it for a couple minutes while. Southern Scott and Mark endlessly talked and strategized on the Skype. And I think I, I think that maybe we were hoping we would hear something that would be a, a good clue or something, but nothing happened. Yeah. We just would try to fight the monster again, get killed, run back, sit sit there. You, you didn't hear the underlying tone? You need a healer five levels light, heavier than y'all. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Or I, was, I was chatting something. that to Mark through text. So. Yeah, both being both being IT guys, we started to communicate just in Cisco IOS commands. Yes. <laughs> Seemed to work okay. So and after a while, it, and there yeah. was a moment where we thought, well, maybe you guys will finish because you're like, oh, I think this is the last boss of this thing, and oh, you're like, well, maybe you'll finish, so and you that guys was... can help us. But no, was... you're like, oh wait, there's some more, uh, and there's some more, and there's some more, and I'm like, I gotta go. And then after 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 the s'mores, we ran into these really really like these rooms with like there'd be like four elites in there yeah, that so were these are like Sith that are um like twenty thousand health to to forty thousand yes and so you would have three in the room plus one roaming mob and now you could if you were very methodical about it only aggro one at a time. Which, Which we, nice. tried yeah. to, we tried to do after the first room where we almost died. So, um, <laughs> we did almost die. And, um, <laughs> and they would alternate, so there would be like a, basically an NPC version of a juggernaut, so kind of a warrior tank-like, um, and then also a sorcerer that would, you know, you could burn through faster, but was really throughout the DPS. So if you got them in combination, they were pretty tough. So Yeah, but, uh, yeah there was three or four different rooms of that. One right yeah. after the other. It was funny because the map was kind of like a giant C-shaped, like a C-clamp almost. So you come out in this hallway and you're like, oh, I just have to go up and over. And then you realize, oh, there's been a rock slide and this part's blocked. So you have to go all the way around and every room has like a setup of those guys. And you, have, you, go, you go all the way down and well, you go all the way over. You remember there was that door... That nope, um, I needed an archaeology of 125 to get through. Yeah, we and might I have. Bet we, I bet we would bypass some of those if, uh, yeah. if I could have opened that door. That's probably true. Pretty cool though. Yeah, yeah, I, and they're not. And you know, the, they were um, the AI on the on the on the mobs was pretty good. So it wasn't like you know you just. No. I mean, they were pretty close to the level we were, so it was you know. It was it not was a cakewalk. Yeah. With all those hit points. You know, we have about what do we have? Third, three, three to four thousand hit points, and they had forty k. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Twenty to forty k. So yeah, we were, you know, it was very challenging for the two of us. 
we thought I I started to despair a little bit because I thought if it's this hard just to progress through this hall, what's at the end of it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he was pretty daunting. He was. He killed us dead the first time. Um, but we got him down. Like Scott was like, "What? What was his health at?" And I kept an eye on it. Um, and I was like, "I think we had him to slightly below um, a quarter of his hit points." And then when we went after him the second time, we got him. We had him down to like an eighth of his hit points, and we were very close to dying. And then finally, at the last minute, I was like, "All right, he's so close. You can, you can do it." And so Scott switched over to like full on DPS. And uh, we, we, we wiped him out finally. But nice. By, by wipe out, I mean I had hardly any hit points left, and Scott had, like, no energy or mana or whatever whatsoever. And he has a – his mechanic is, like, he'll, you would take him down to a certain level, and then all of a sudden he kind of pulls away, and these fireballs come floating around. They're fairly slow, but you, oh, yeah. you almost have to try to kite them. Well, neither of our NPCs, our NPCs are just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, just run away from them. No, hit those. So I'm sitting there throwing heels on, just trying to tank through the the flaming balls. So it was, our it was NPCs stood there like sheep because they they there was no there was nothing in their programming to deal with those fireballs. And so when we we were like when I was just describing, we had him down to an eighth of his hit points. The prophet of Vodal, that's his name. Um, our I think mine died first. My my NPC yeah, died first, and then Scott's died. Scott's companion died, and it was just the two of us at that point. But it was just like the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> you should really you should use that music in this podcast when we edit it. <laughs> it was a recurring theme. But yeah, finally we we finally managed to beat him. But it was so close. It was it was the most uh, it was the greatest feeling of victory like for an instance I've ever had because normally when it's that close I it goes the other way. So Yeah, in a in a multi party that was probably the closest I've come and still come out because uh, winning of the end. Yeah. Um, it was it was had, like Oh go ahead. Do you remember um there was uh the oh the Riddick game where you Witcher were Bay? On, Witcher Bay, yes. There were a couple of instances of solo play in there where I literally just was like Yes, I mean screaming to the top of my lungs when I beat something, but this was pretty darn close. I was, I was pretty impressed because that first wipe, I'm like, oh, I don't know if we, you know, that first time we got killed by the big dinosaur. When I mean, it was much more of a Mark and I didn't feel like we were getting beaten. It was like the mechanics of the guy. We just didn't factor in yeah. no. his, his little stick. Well, yeah. I mean. The first time we wiped on this guy, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to muscle through this or not. But yeah, but yeah, that was that was fun. It was fun. It was like one of those League of Legends Dominion games where it's four to zero at the end or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Can we talk more about the, possibly talk more about this and annoy you, Noah? Well, I was just curious, how much time does it take for you to get through the rest of that after we all signed off? It, it now. Was, it, not terribly long. Realistically, maybe another fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, we were we were close. That's good. That's good. I mean, because I mean, ultimately, you know, you were we killed the that the big dinosaur while you were still online. So then it's really you go kind of down a corridor, and then it's a kind of like a chain of chambers. There's like three or four of them that each have three of those kind of elite level bosses. 
in each room. So once you fought through those, then you had the one room that the guy's in there by himself. It's like the end of the temple, and it's it's pretty ominous looking. I mean, there's all these statues hanging over and everything, so it was suitably epic. In his eyes, when you find, like, those guys all are, like, evil-looking Sith, but when you get to the Prophet of Vodal, he looks evil like them, but his eyes are glowing red and glowing so brightly that you can see him all the way down the hall. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. So, yeah, it's really a cool effect. You know you're, you're in for a battle, because he looks, like, pretty evil. Well, um, and you hover over him, he's like 63,000 hit points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we and should be able to beat him. <laughs> yeah, we've done this before. But the other thing is, on all the way through those those last corridors with those all those elite mobs um, or champions or whatever they are, um, the drops are just awesome. So that's something to look forward to is the equipment that you get by the time you're ready to face the Prophet of Vodal should be slightly upgraded. Well, and um, the guy that's kind of, you know, there's a few places in the instance where um, you hear a voice kind of talking to you. Oh, yeah, that's It's right. his voice. So, I mean, he's in there, and he's taunting you the whole time. And it's um, the very first time I actually ran it on uh, oh, probably a year and a half ago. Um, there's also, if everyone leaves that room, he resets. <laughs> Which Mark and I never ran across, thankfully. So yeah, that can be frustrating. So I mean, there is a there is a, a corridor there where his aggro breaks, and but he just goes back and goes back to full health. So luckily, we did not run into that. So. <laughs> yeah, that would have sucked. So that's quite the cool story to hear. Hopefully, all of us will be able to get through it next week once we've added on some levels, and that oh, kind of leads into our lack of World of Warcraft updates since we've been having homework sessions over the weekend. I actually have not had time to play any World of Warcraft. That's true. Yeah, we've been like, because we're trying to get to level 25 for Monday, right? Yeah, so that's, we have homework yet again this weekend. We are going and I'm leveling lockdown, right? Is that, is that the... <laughs> it's up to you. I expect you to be at about 30, maybe 55. We're not sure. Yeah. You're enjoying the hills, Mark. I never heard you once yell out. Could you please heal me? I could really use it. Thanks. No, but remember, like I kept, I kept attributing it to my companion. I'm like, man, my companion is healing me and shielding me. And Scott's like, no, that's me. And I'm like, no, it's my companion. She's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's getting all upset. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Well, I mean, well, I, you know, I, Go ahead. My my kind of I kind of got into a rhythm where it was like, all right, we're going to the next battle. Shield, 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 shield. <laughs> hill over time, hill over time, hill over time, hill over time. Okay, who needs healing now? <laughs> right. So I mean, it was you know you kind of pump everybody up and you go in and yeah, it was uh, that worked pretty well. Yeah, I was that was all me, man. I know. I was just your, kidding. Your companion was just wailing with her little double stick. That's all yeah, that was. She really was wailing. What was kind of weird, though, about knowing that we were going to talk today about not playing World of Warcraft is that a news story came out the same day that we were recording saying that World of Warcraft has lost another 1.3 million people or something ridiculous oh, yeah. like that. Well, and in three months, that is – that's over 10 percent of their subscriber base. In just one quarter, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are like, oh, you know, it's we play – and I mean, they were – the. The actual market release was much worse than what they're reporting. I mean, they're like, yes, we expect the numbers to be down more this year. We don't expect them to come back. I mean, it was 
it was pretty dire. Hmm. Who knows? It may be down to five million. <laughs> oh, I know. Dark times, dark times. But the crazy thing is, there's like a new generation of WoW players getting ready to play. It's been around so long that pretty soon it'll actually be new for young yeah, kids. Yeah, well, I mean, stuff. you know, I mean, the ten and eleven and twelve year olds right now they they're playing Minecraft. That's true. But that's what I was saying. I don't know if you heard me ranting about this, but I really think WoW should do um, what um, Star Wars did with their animated um, series, you know, the Clone Wars. They should totally do that with WoW. I think it would really be good to, to draw in new, new, you know, new blood, so to speak. It would be, you know... Oh, you mean make a cartoon about World of Warcraft? Yeah, absolutely. An ongoing cartoon and target that demographic. Well, and, and, and a little highbrow kind of what Clone Wars was. Because Clone Wars was enjoyable for an adult if they... I know. Yeah, it is good. It, it, that's what I mean. They could do it. My kids love the Clone Wars, and I can watch all the episodes, you know, as long as I don't have to watch them more than once, I can I can watch with them and be entertained. So, I totally think WoW should do that. They should, or Blizzard or whatever, they should, they should go, you know what, let's do the exact same thing they did, you know, maybe make it, you know, kind of like Phineas and Ferb, where the adults enjoy it for some humor that's there that maybe the kids don't perceive, but it's still enjoyable for both. Well, and that's been a marketable thing for a while. Don't you remember Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain and yeah, all that? No. Hey, there's a lot of comedy in there that is not Invaders in. comedy. Yeah, well, they could totally do it. And it'd be and it, so it'd be cool because the the older WoW players would maybe like it and watch it, but the kid for the kids well, it'd like, be like their gateway throw, drug, you know? You know, you could throw that little bit of lore piece in there every once in a while. Absolutely. Kind of it's, draw out the It's it's not like there's not gazillions of shitty novels out for uh, with the WoW universe from which they could pull a story or they could come up with their own story, but I just think that would be that could really help their franchise out, you know. But I don't know. I agree that's a really great idea actually. One other thing that was announced this week is EA will now be making all Star Wars games. Yeah. Which Bioware is owned by EA, so, you know. Yeah, that's fine by me. As long as they run it through Bioware, I'll be happy. Well, it's, what is it? It's the people behind Battlefield, DICE. Yeah. And the so people maybe, behind maybe we'll Dead Space, Visceral. Nice. Actually, I, I, what I want them to do is get the Madden people and have them make like a football game with uh, Star Wars characters. Oh, like so, Blood Bowl with robots? That would yeah, be a- it'd be <laughs> great. C-3PO's the quarterback, gets sacked, and there's just gold body parts everywhere. It'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, now they did say that um, EA would be, what, they, what did they say, um, market games to the core gaming audience. And then they would um, that Disney was going to do casual and other type games may go to other other publishers. So it yeah. somewhat implied like you know serious AAA titles would be handled under the EA umbrella, and maybe you know app games or web related marketing games that are well, yeah, stuff like you know, the Zen Pinball Star Wars and yeah, the yeah. Angry Birds Star Wars stuff like that would Those still would exist. get farmed out. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, so. That makes some sense. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would. It at least means okay, maybe 
that's an influx for some decent Star Wars games. I mean, there have been so few over the years, so. Yeah, I hope it's good. I don't know. I feel like it's been really hit or miss no matter who works on it. But we'll see. So next week for Channel Massive, if you are listening to this episode on Monday, May 13th, then we hope you can join us this evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Time in Star Wars The Old Republic on the Prophecy of the Five server, Galactic Republic Allegiance. As mentioned earlier, we are going to hope to be around level 25 or level 43 if you're Southern Scott. Yes. And we are going to be we'll have the game through. maxed out by next time. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, we're, we're going to be running through Athos that <laughs> Western shoot 'em up <laughs> flashpoint. Well, what I'm planning for, what I'm planning for is when we get to a planet where I want to go hunt hunt the bad guys, we can't find any. I'm just going to go jump on like my, my level forty bounty hunter, and we'll go. All right, Scott's going to hunt everybody down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a level forty bounty hunter on this? Yeah, on Prophecy of the Five. Yeah, that's where oh. I got all my uh, all my my juggy armor from. Oh. I can I can join you with my level fifty one juggy. Ah, oh, see, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that would make Noah happy. Scott and Mark are over leveled again and are now killing us. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's not the PvP I'm looking for. I want to do some PvP, and we continue to do these group missions. Oh, yeah, we need to do more PvP. I want to do it. Doesn't this game have something like Battlegrounds? Battlegrounds, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. we can do Hutball, or there's... um. And yeah, there's actually, a... at, at level 50, they have an entire world that is totally contested the whole time. All I was going to suggest was, and I think it works like it does in WoW, is that we get towards the higher... Well, it's supposed to balance you out, right? Like if you're if you go in as the lowest level, isn't it yes supposed to buff your no. stats? But it can't um, account for gear. It, right, it buffs it buffs stats. It doesn't buff gear. Right, and it does buff your base damage, but it you don't get all the skills. Right, so still you're now it will buff the skills you have right. to level fifty. But if we're at level twenty five, I mean there's a you know there's a whole slew of skills that you don't even have yet. Right. You know, you just, they're just not open. So, yeah, you don't get those kind of as freebies. Now, they do boost your existing skills to a level fi- what a level 50 of that skill should be. So if it's like, a, you know, if you're a rank 4, you know, in, you know, in your saber throw or whatever, you may be a rank 7 skill at a level 50 through leveling. So they would boost that skill to that level. But it's still not, I mean, it isn't the same. Right. It's fun, though. My PvP is really fun. fun. Hutball is eh, but the rest I don't of like. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Of them all, Hutball is the one that I was the most excited about and liked the least. Well, I mean, I could see that would be fun in the League of Legends way. Yeah. You have a, a group that has a plan, and you know, you're literally passing the ball. and, and You can't actually of, pass. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, you practice, and you're kind of coordinated. I mean... That really is a team-based map where, you know, some of the other maps where you're defending three points and it's kind of hold the three, you know, hold a majority yeah. of the points to get the, you know, to get the win. Those are, you know, the the level of organizational team, you know, skill is much lower. 
Yeah, I mean, Hutball is usually the one guy that can you know dodge everybody and is and is playing his character well. And oh, they win four to nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I mean it's they're all fun. Sure. Cool. So maybe we can do that, and if not, we will get into the Mandalorian Raiders Flashpoint. Which is a, I, this is my favorite. That is my favorite one. So it is good. Ooh, cool. Right. Well, I like I like fighting Mandalorians just in general. So. <laughs> They're so evil. Yeah. They have cool armor, so they should die. You know. <laughs> just yeah, just haunting me in my bikini—that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you still got that sexy outfit on. I'm I'm buffing it all the way up. <laughs> you have one outfit and one outfit alone. That's all you need. Well, when you when you've when you've perfected your look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. See, if anything, listeners, that's one reason to get onto the game is just to see Southern Scott's Twi'leks character's armor. She, quote she unquote. is a wee bit over the top. I will give you. Yeah. <laughs> she is totally over the top. I mean, you look yeah. at her and you look at Mark's Twi'lek, and it's just a night and day contrast. It is. It, it is, is bad true. enough that I I feel I actually have a different. Uh, suit that I put on when my 10-year-old is playing with me so that I'm like, eh, let's put on a robe. That's <laughs> 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 that bad. Well, that's great. Because, well, you know, there's some, you know, there's some bounce <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the costume otherwise. So. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we will see you in the game, and I'm sure that we will get back into World of Warcraft sometime in the future if, if you have a special request and would like us to set some time aside and meet up with you in that let us know we've got our Pandarans and Mark has many other characters that he can play as in that game we hope you liked this episode Southern Scott thank you for joining us awesome no problem and we hope to hear from any listeners that, that have any interesting feedback or comments and we will be back with our next tale from the Old Republic next